From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Well, with the clock ticking down to 2021, hopefully 2022 is going to be the year. Hopefully by 2022, this coronavirus thing will be done and dusted. So, for everybody listening, everybody that's doing the right thing, social distancing, remember, two metres matters. It's time for the December 27 edition of WIA National News. Now, in the news this week, we'll have a wrap-up of the WIA year. That by Greg Kelly, VK2GK WIA President. WIA Director Phil, VK2CPR, will take an even more in-depth look at some of those items. And we'll have WIA Vice President Lee, VK3GK, with some important background to the nominations for WIA Director. All up and coming in this edition, the very final edition for 2020 of WIA National News. And new phones on the block for Christmas. Many a kid this year would have received a mobile phone. For some, it may have been an upgrade. Now, new research from the Australian Communications and Media Authority has found that almost half, 46% of Australian children aged between 6 and 13 use a mobile phone. That's up from 41% in 2015. The ACMA's latest report reveals about one-third of Australian children aged 16 to 13 own a mobile phone. Ownership of a mobile phone is higher for the 12 to 13-year-olds, with just over three-quarters, some 76% of children in this age group, owning the mobile they used. Around half of girls, 48%, and boys, 45%, had access to mobile phone. Access among boys has risen, up from 38 in 2015, and in contrast, usage among girls has remained steady over this six-year period. Now, the most common reason for girls to reach for their phones was to take photos or videos. Whilst for boys, you've guessed it, it's to play games. Children are also using mobiles to access apps, send or receive text messages, call their parents or family and listen to music. The report measures how children's use of mobile phones is changing, including how habits compare across different ages, locations and backgrounds. West Australia announces plans for new emergency radio network with the first phase of the project seeing more than 11,000 radio devices replaced with newer technology. The Western Australian Government has announced a $60 million plan for part one of a multi-stage project to build a dedicated, secure, statewide emergency services radio network to be used and shared by all first responder agencies. Presently, emergency services agencies such as police, fire and ambulance, along with other organisations such as the prison system, all use their own dedicated radios. This means there is no ability for, for instance, police officers to communicate over the same channels as firefighters at an emergency scene. The story in criticalcoms.com.au went on to say the first phase of the project, for which tenders will be released in early 2021, is expected to include the replacement of more than 11,000 end-of-life and outdated radio devices used by the police, fire and justice. No, you haven't tuned the ether stirrer. This is the official VK Ham News from the one VK1WIA. Hi, I'm Phil, VK2CPR. 
the board has met and overcome many challenges during the year. It has been an, a steep learning curve for me. The year started with the rebooting of the magazine, a task that took a great deal of reconstruction. And with the help of our secretary, Peter VK8KZZ, and the publication committee, it was achieved. Our WIA Region 3 representatives to the International Amateur Radio Union, the IARU, have been busy looking after amateur radio interests, particularly mounting commercial pressures on the 70cm and other favourite bands used by the majority of amateurs. For example, an Australian research authority proposed that their satellite use a 70cm band to download telemetry. Uh, we responded that our condition for the use of this band was that the satellite carries some benefit to amateur operators such as slow-scan TV or APRS transponders, and talks are ongoing. As with most technologies, uh, social media is a double-edged sword. And I must say, when I started, there was disquieting social media use by some people bent on anarchy. They provided a barrage of spoof emails purporting to come from other board members, a spoof website, and a stream of targeted emails trying to get a rise. Anyway, all of that has tailed off to zero. Peter Schrader of VK4EA is working on the WIA Social Media Guidelines document, which will help us wrangle social media. COVID wasn't all bad news for us. Uh, the board was successful in obtaining multiple government grants. Also, we constructed our first ever virtual AGM, which worked well. We had to work out the nitty-gritty with the ACIC, the ASIC, to make sure it was all okay. As a testament to the amateurs involved, when the pressure's on, amateurs use their technical expertise to come up with the goods. If you run a business in Australia, you know the cost of ever-escalating insurance premiums. Ever-escalating premiums are caused by a failure of the self-regulation in the insurance industry. The ombudsman, Mrs Carnell, said, Mrs Carnell recommends Australia follow the lead of New Zealand, which has applied a statutory cap on liability and personal injury. Our ZL cousins are way ahead of us in Australia in this respect. Here in VK land, the, the risk environment for public liability litigation can only change through government intervention. We designed and produced a membership card with the help of Robert Broomhead, uh, VK3DN, who integrated the card into our webpage provider, Memnet, and Lee Moyle, VK3GK, who did the legwork linking membership cards with benefits prov provided by various companies. Memnet supplies the business logic behind our webpage, and we're working with them to introduce a quarterly membership payment option next year. I marvel at our weekly news broadcast. It's world class. And thanks to everybody involved, particularly Graham, VK4BB, who integrates our spoken and written news items into the news broadcast when, when our turn rolls around. And uh, it rolls around with alarming regularity, <laughs> for me anyway. Phil, VK2CPR. Good morning. I am Lee Moyle, VK3GK, WIA Vice President. WIA Director Nominations. The WIA will soon be calling for nominations for the 2021 half-board election. Directors are elected for a two-year term and hence each year approximately half of the board positions are up for nominations. The nomination process closes late January each new year. Forms and instructions will be on the website, plus you will need another member to support your nomination. If you believe you can add value to the WIA, particularly in any one of the areas of marketing, finance, accounting, strategy, commercial management or governance, plus have a passion for the future of amateur radio, then we would like to seriously consider nominating. To continue the now 110-year legacy of the WIA, 
the WIA needs you. Also, if you know someone that has these or similar attributes, maybe apply some gentle persuasion. Happy New Year. 7-3 from Lee, VK3GK, WIA Vice President for WIA News. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello, we begin this week's news with news from Russia. Russian doomsday planes radio equipment stolen by thieves. Thieves have stolen electronic equipment from a Russian military aircraft known as a doomsday plane for its role in the country's nuclear arsenal. John Knox, VK4, Fox, Juliet, Romeo, Kilo reports on what the Russian local media have said. Unknown thieves broke into the Aleutian 80 at an airfield in the southern region of Rostov. It's unclear when the incident took place, but 39 units of equipment and five radio boards were taken. Their local government says an investigation is underway. Military experts say the aircraft is one of four IL-80s developed from the IL-86 airliner and designed to be used as airborne command and control posts for Russian officials, including the president, in the event of a nuclear conflict. Interfax News Agency describes them as Russia's most classified aircraft. I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK. In Germany, Germany's temporary licence for the Amateur Radio 160 metre band has been extended until the end of 2021. Part 1 says in the frequency ranges 1850 to 1890 kHz and 1890 to 2000 kHz, the use of a maximum transmit power of 750 watts PEP by holders of a licence to participate in the Class A Amateur Radio service shall be permitted at weekends. Part 2, in the same ranges, the use of a maximum transmit power of 100 watts PEP by holders of a licence to participate in the Class E amateur radio service at weekends shall be permitted. And Part 3, contest operation is permitted on weekends. To the United Kingdom, the RSGB's Get on the Air for Christmas charity auction has ended with an incredibly generous final bid of £1,025.99. Roy Bailey, Golf Zero, Victor Foxtrot Sierra, won the lockdown category in the RSGB's annual construction competition and donated the beautifully engineered Virus Perplexed Bug CW key for this auction. Ellie Orton, Chief Executive of NHS Charities Together, says thank you so much, Roy, for choosing to raise funds for NHS Charities Together in such a unique way. In addition, a huge thank you to the RSGB for kindly match funding the winning bid. These funds mean we can continue to help NHS charities to support NHF staff, volunteers and patients at the centre of this crisis. So in all, close to 4000 Australian dollars raised. Well done, RSGB. To the USA, the coronavirus pandemic has made life difficult for everyone. But on the plus side, however, it's prompted creative solutions to work around the various roadblocks the pandemic has imposed. Volunteer examiners in Oregon, affiliated with the ARRL Volunteer Examiner Coordinator, put their heads together to overcome the adversity and hold a safe and secure exam session. Current health regulations in Oregon precluded both indoor and outdoor gatherings. Nonetheless, the Grant County Amateur Radio Club 
the local ARIS group and the Grant County Emergency Radio Infrastructure Coalition combined forces to offer five candidates the chance to obtain their first licence or to upgrade their existing licence all from the comfort of their vehicles. Each candidate took the exam in the front seat of their own vehicle. Cell phones, papers and anything not required for the exam were removed. Three new technician licensees and two new general class radio amateurs resulted from the drive-in session. Walk the Plank The Federal Communication Commission's Enforcement Bureau has begun targeting property owners and managers that tolerate pirate broadcasting on their properties. It started by notifying owners of three properties in Queens in New York City that there is apparent illegal broadcasting happening in their buildings. The Bureau issued an announcement that it's exercising the FCC's new authority under the recently enacted Pirate Act, which gave the Commission a significant new hammer in its anti-pirate toolkit. Parties that knowingly facilitate illegal broadcasting on their property are liable for fines of up to $2 million, it stated. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Well, I hope everyone had an enjoyable Christmas, and I guess like many, I reckon that I'm still full after eating plenty. Now on to the final worldwide special interest group news for 2020, and our first item is astronomical, literally. Astronomers in Parks, New South Wales, are calling the mysterious radio signal they heard BLC-1. It's their way of describing the narrowband emission they detected in the spring of 2019, coming from the direction of Proxima Centauri, a red dwarf star closest to our sun. The unexplained signal was picked up by the Parkes Telescope and later analysed remotely at Penn State University in the USA with findings just posted this month on the National Geographic website. Was this a type of special event station from an alien life form? Well, the listeners who received the signal are naturally hoping so. That narrowband reception in VK2 gave them some hope, at least initially. Experts have advised the researchers that there is more likely a rather ordinary terrestrial explanation since the signal is more akin to what is produced by our very earthbound Wi-Fi, GPS and cellular towers. They've also yet to receive that signal again. Venus and Mars are all right tonight, but Jupiter and Saturn were outstanding for some. Whenever Jupiter and Saturn are in conjunction, that is, when they appear from Earth to be very close together in the sky, it's referred to as a great conjunction, primarily because unlike conjunctions with other bright planets, these two don't get together very often. Many enthusiastic stargazers were out early last week gazing upwards. The last time these two planets appeared so close was on July 16, 1623, when they were only five arc minutes apart. So did you miss this heavenly vista? If you happen to be young, you'll get another chance to see the six arc minute separation on March 15, 2080. Yes, 2080. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV. Every pixel tells a story. Don't forget, a video version of this news is compiled by VK5BD, Bevan, for use on your local ATV system or just watch from YouTube or the WIA.org.au website. The link on the WIA web is at the top of the news broadcast page. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW, ARRL Straight Key Night. 
This 24-hour event is not a contest, rather it's a day dedicated to celebrating our CW heritage. Participants are encouraged to get on the air and simply make enjoyable, conversational CW QSOs. The use of straight keys or bugs to send CW is preferred. There are no points scored and all who participate are winners. Straight Key Night is held every January 1 from 0100 UTC through to 2359 UTC. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA, OC150. Members connected with ARARI are now active as 7C9N from Mataram City in Lombok Island until Thursday, December 31st. Activity will be on various HF bands. QSL route for 7C9N is via HA3JB. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, QRP and Weak Signal Communication. 49th Original QRP Contest. The contest promotes creative or unconventional QRP, like home brewing, or just doing it without your usual luxurious QRO equipment. The dates are the 2nd to 3rd of January 2021 on CW segments of the 80, 40 and 20 metre bands. Your Q to call is QOQRP, i.e. Original QRP. There are four categories, VLP, 1 watt out or 2 watts in, QRP, 5 watts out or 10 watts in, MP, 20 watts out or 40 watts in, and no QRO, as it suggests, power above 40 watts. Promoting the creative aspects of QRP, the usage of equipment homemade by the operator will be rewarded by 15% bonus of QSO points for a TX or TRX assembled from a kit, and 30% bonus for a unique individual handmade TX or TRX. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Rescue Radio. Wyson New South Wales is a communications support squad of the New South Wales Volunteer Rescue Association. Members are asked to remain prepared for activation, as summer is a time when things seem to go wobbly, sometimes literally. For example... The small earthquake of magnitude 2.1 recorded just some 50 kilometres from Sydney last Sunday the 20th. This trembler was centred 2.8 kilometres south of Menangal, Wollandilly, New South Wales, and was said to be at a depth of just under 3 kilometres. There'll be a remote training exercise on January 9th and 10th, 2021, conducted in small, physically distributed teams, and will include practice of field operations. Weissen weekly nets are on Sunday evenings, with the main net at 6pm, with a secondary digital voice check-in net at 6.30pm. The Weissen website is on nsw.weissen.org.au. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Yota. In Austria, their telecommunications office has announced young people will be permitted to send a greetings message over amateur radio during certain specified events. These must be messages of insignificant content. The event dates are Kids Days, January 2 and 19, World Amateur Radio Day, Girls Day, April 22, School Stations Europe Day, May 5, Young Helpers on the Air, YHOTA, International Amateur Radio Project of Youth Groups from Aid Organisations in May and September, and International Youth Day. The radio amateur operating the amateur radio station is and remains responsible for the proper handling of amateur radio traffic. And just before I wrap up for this week and for this year, 
Don't forget the annual SOTA, Summits on the Air, UTC rollover on New Year's Day, with lots of summits being activated. I'm Cole, VK3GTV, wishing you all the best for 2021. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport, HI. Yes, this is Felix with the contest diary. This is for 2021. Ross Hall Memorial VHF UHF contest takes place all of January 2021. VHF UHF Summer Field Day, Saturday 16 and Sunday 17 January. CQ Worldwide 160m CW Contest, January 29-31. CQ Worldwide 160m SSB Contest, February 26-28. CQ Worldwide Ritty WPX Contest, February 13-14. International DX CW Contest, February 2021. International DX Phone Contest, March 6 and 7. WIA John Merle Field Day 2021. March from UTC 0100 hours on Saturday 20 to 0059 hours Sunday 21st. DX Window. Be listening for the special call sign HZ18SAT through until day's end UTC date December 27. Saudi Amateur Radio Society is marking the 18th anniversary of the launch of Saudi satellite 1CSA50. QSOs will be on the satellite SA50 only using 145.800 MHz uplink and 436.795 MHz downlink. Special Event Station, HF 2021 HNY Poland, now until January 10, celebrates the new year, hence the suffix HNY. Members of the Enigma Club are working on the wireless. Send QSLs for the station HF 2021 HNY to SP2 PBM by the Bureau. Slovenia, S5. Members of the Radio Club Electron Brzez are QRV with special event station S520 SAFE until January 31, 2021. Supports the Stay Safe campaign and expresses their gratitude to medical staff and care workers. Rituma, 3D2. Tony QRV has 3D2 AG stroke P until mid-January on 160-6 metres, including 60 metres, using CW, SSB, RITI and FT8. Well, 2021, here we come. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. Now comes that time in the broadcast where we look at the social scene. And thankfully, with the borders closing from state to state, this coronavirus thing will be done and dusted by 2022. Let's hope so. Okay, TARC will count down the minutes and seconds until 2021, utilising the original talking clock. This on the Townsville VHF repeater, the VK4 PQ All-Star Lincoln Echo Nodes and the VK4 MSS All-Star Link Node. VK4, a late Christmas get-together, December 27 for the VKCC. Also VK4, in the Townsville area at Blue Water, it's the TARC Australia Day Long Week Family Radio Camp. Wyong Field Day. Hopefully in one form or another will still take place Feb 28. March 28, EMDRC's Hamfest. Redfest, April 10. Alara Meet, October 1 through 4. And a new one on our social scene. This one, Rosebud Radio Fest, 9.30am, November 14, 2021. 
This is the Wireless Institute of Australia and VK1WIA. And now the final final, or is it? With Christmas over, thoughts turn to the OMs who failed at gift-giving for their spouse. Here's a list for those OMs who I just know need to do some extra shopping for the whale in their lives. It's a list from businessinsider.com, a list of the best tech gifts for women that she'd have loved receiving for Christmas. But now it's not too late, guys. Included is a gorgeous piece of smart jewellery, the Leaf Urban and New Leaf Chakra. They make excellent gifts. Not only does smart jewellery look fabulous as a necklace, bracelet or brooch, it also packs a lot of smart features. The Leaf Urban and Chakra can track, wait for it, activity, mindfulness, breathing exercises and sleep patterns. It also doubles as a silent alarm so she'll awaken peacefully each morning. The company also has a new leaf tracker that has a Swarovski crystal on it. With many more smart ideas, it's certainly worth a peek. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Wrapping up this week's WIA National News and also wrapping up the news broadcast for this eventful year, let's also look at 2020 from a WIA perspective. This is Greg, VK2GPK, WIA President. Could 2020 have been a more challenging year? year started in January with extreme drought conditions continuing across most of the Australian continent, plus raging bushfires, many of which have been burning uncontrolled for months across massive areas. Great pools of bushfire smoke engulfed many cities for weeks on end, eventually spreading across to New Zealand. And it was only January. The rest of the year just had to be better. Then in February came the rain, lots of it, and we went from a land of droughts to one of flooding rains. Surely things couldn't get worse, it seemed. But by March end, Australia had closed its international borders as a once-in-100-year pandemic began its first wave. With lockdowns in force, life changed drastically for many. These lockdowns had many impacts on Australians and radio amateurs, and the WIA. But not all of these impacts were negative. Sales of amateur gear in Australia were up substantially, more operators were on the air, and many used the time to study for their amateur licence or upgrade. And many liked to do things remotely just because they had to. The WIA had to cancel its annual radio and electronics conference in Hobart, scheduled for May. The WIA annual general meeting, usually held at the same time and venue as the conference, was deferred and then was held as a virtual meeting. This virtual meeting proved very successful and we will continue with facilitating online participation in our 2021 AGM next year. From the emails we have received, many have been impacted by excessive delays for exam and call sign processing carried out by the Australian Marine College, or AMC. Note that WI hopes to publish some additional information in the new year as to options that may help us rectify this situation going forward. With the New Zealand announcement closing their trial access to 60 metres due to defence objections, the outlook for Australia access looked less than certain. Which brings me to the recently announced decision by the ACMA to not allow access to the new 60 metre band. Back in 2015, the Australian World Radio Conference delegation for WRC 15 
which among others included WI and Australian Defence Force representation, had agreed to support a 10 kHz allocation in the new 60 metre band. Reviewing the ACMA statements, the reasoning appears primarily on impact to existing allocations of the band for New South Wales Ambulance plus undefined defence usage, with defence appearing to have now reneged on their 2015 WRC 15 support of access to at least a 10 kHz allocation. With preparatory meetings already underway in 2020 for the next World Radio Conference in 2023, the WI continues its long-term commitment to international representation. The WI views attendance as vital at the most significant RS spectrum allocation global event, where the loss of radio amateur spectrum to commercial interest is always on the agenda. We also look forward to attending the Region 3 IARU conference, planned for late next year. This IARU event is held every three years. The WI continues its ongoing support for Australian satellite experimentation and has published a draft satellite policy for member feedback before finalising this document early in the new year. And also don't forget the call for nominations for WI director positions you will find in the final 2020 issue of AR magazine. Nominations close in January 2021. WI needs you, or someone you know, to continue its 110-year support of the Australian Amateur Radio Service. I wish to thank all the volunteers that assist with the production and transmission of the WI National News across Australia, and particularly the news editor, Graham Kemp. With the end of the year fast approaching, I wish everyone all the very best for the Christmas holiday period and hopefully a better new year. Until next time, this is Greg, VK2JPK.